morning. Last week, if you weren't here, I had a lot of notes. There's times for that, and there's, there's times for teaching, but this week I just have the word. We need, I'm not preaching with notes, but sometimes we just need the word. There's a lot of words in the atmosphere going around, but we need his word. See, what happens is when we have their words and the celebrities' words and this group's words, and John, do you know what this group is doing? It's just words. It's speaking what words, and then we need his word. We need his word in a situation. Satan came with a word, but Jesus gave the word. So it's not just quoting scripture. We need to know what he's saying now. You know, they came to Jesus with the law, and they said, the law of Moses says they brought the word. Woman caught in adultery, stoner. That was the word. That was the law. But Jesus scoped down in the dirt, and no one knows what he he wrote. You know, he could have drew a picture. He could have just been thinking and pausing, and he stood up and said, whoever doesn't have any sin can throw the first stone. The oldest dropped the stone first because they had the most sins. Come on. And then the youngest. But they brought a word, but Jesus had the word. We need the word. So today, I'm just going to preach the word. And I believe it's a word from God because last week it was a corporate word. I laid the groundwork. But this week, it's an individual word for you. These shoes were a gift from some awesome people in the church. They were a gift for me to wear. They were a gift for me to walk in. And God has things for you to walk in. Last week, we talked about the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. That's great that it's forcefully advancing. But he wants you to forcefully advance. It's the difference between watching a plane going to Bogota, Colombia, and being on that plane. There's a difference. See, in the, today's message is heaven touches back. We're going to look at the woman with the issue of blood. She had many obstacles in the physical and in the spiritual. She grew up in a male-dominated society. Forget not being able to vote, friends. They didn't even count them. The 5,000 were just men. It was, it was Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman. It wasn't just she was talking to a Samaritan man. He was talking to a Samaritan woman. Jesus has no boundaries, no goals. So we need the word. So, Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you your word's going to change lives. You said my words are spirit and they are life. So, Lord, I just don't want to quote scripture. I want to know you. You wrote the scripture so we could know you, so we can know our purpose, so we can know our destiny. And your number one one purpose is to know him. It's not to do things and to walk in things, but it's to know him. Amen. And so these shoes were a gift for me to walk in. Now, if if they said, if I never wore those shoes, but I told them, you know what? These shoes have 3,000 stitches. These are Pumas. I could tell them where Pumas started, where the headquarters were. We didn't give you those shoes, John, so you could just talk about the shoes. We gave you the shoes to walk in. When you got saved, God gave you gifts. When you got baptized with the Holy Spirit, he gave you gifts to walk in. So it's not enough for the kingdom to forcefully advance. Look at Jesus. We're talking about Jesus, God, in the flesh. He spoke the words, but not everybody forcefully advanced. Many heard his words, went home, and were unchanged. There's scriptures in the Old Testament that says God was saying to the people, I called and no one answered. I spoke and no one heard. Let us not be those people. We can quote this news channel, that news channel, this great preacher, that great preacher. But when he calls, we answer. When he speaks, we hear. God, we need your word today, the word. Not some word, any word. You need the word. You're going to the mission field, you need his word. Jesus heard what the Father said and he spoke it at that time. He was always in time. So there's a present word for us, amen? So I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to review a little bit of what last week, in case you missed it. The scripture that says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's well known, but not known well. It's mispreached, misused. And it's like the kingdom is under attack. And we're just, you know, let's hunker down. Let's just wait till Jesus comes back, you know. John, don't you know God's going to judge the world? Don't you know the gospel will preach first? The good news? There's tribes that don't have the Bible in their language. It must be before Jesus comes back. People say, oh, Jesus can come back tomorrow. No, he can't because this part's not fulfilled, and this, and this gospel will be preached. 
David Hogan, whom I love, he says there's many tribes that we have not reached yet. You know, there's more tribes in Mexico, groups of people that he's not reached than he's reached. We think David Hogan's going to do it all. Friend, David Hogan is not going to do it all. Billy Graham didn't do it all. Charles Wesley didn't do it all. You have a part. God has things for you to walk in. So yes, the kingdom, that scripture really means the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and people are pressing into it. Or the passion, there's a scripture that says the passionate ones lay hold of it. If you look at another gospel writer, he says the kingdom is being preached and everybody is pressing into it. Why did he say that? Because it's not under attack. Jesus says from the prophets until John, the law and the prophets prophesied until John. They talked about the Messiah coming. But when John came, since John, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. Why? John was in the wilderness. He was not in the synagogues. And we need to get this mentality of God's going to come away that you think. God's going to come through people you you think. No, women, children all races, all tongues, all people. He's going to raise prophetic voices up. They're going to be on the media. He's going to have people on the internet that you've never seen, and he's going to raise them up. So there they were. They came to John. They were pressing in. He was preaching, and they were being baptized. There was a change. It was no longer just words. See, the prophets and the law said the Messiah is coming, the Messiah is coming. But then one day the king was there, and John prophesied. Friends, you cannot just talk about the prophecies about your life. God wants you to walk in them like these shoes. These shoes were given to me so I could walk in. So the kingdom of God is forced advancing that was last week but this week is and the forceful ones take hold of it or the passionate ones take hold of it and that is you because it's not enough for you to hear a sermon it must get in you you must eat it you must walk it you must live it because God has things for you to walk in these are my shoes but God has shoes for you no other man no other woman they're for shoes for you for shoes to walk in let me just give you one example of why we're on the offense let me give you probably some more examples because as I preach, things come. Amen. Where I work, where I work, because I love these are my favorite shoes. They're the most comfortable because I walk hard. At the end of the day, my feet hurt a little bit, but not with these shoes. One of the ladies goes, John, every time you walk in the office, I always know it's you. <laughs> yeah, you know it's me, but people come into my office and say, I just want to be in somewhere positive. Why? Because we change the atmosphere. Sometimes where I work can be very stressful. More than one person has just came in my office, sat in a chair, and goes, I just wanted to be somewhere positive. Well, I'm a little bit more than positive because Jesus was not just positive. He was life-changing. And let me tell you why you feel that. Because I'm a believer. See, believer, that means we believe his word for now. It, Satan came with the scripture. Jesus says it's also written. But the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. It doesn't say the gates of heaven will withstand hell. The gates of hell means we are to go there. We are to move there. Every time you love instead of hate, the kingdom is advancing. When people get healed and they're not sick, the kingdom is advancing. So that scripture means the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. It's almost like dynamite, breakout. Why? Because all to that time, if you will, it was just talk. What's coming. But then one day is what is. And we need what is. Not just Talk one day, high in the sky, streets of gold. Before there's streets of gold, some of you will cry in other nations. Before they walk on streets of gold, you will walk on streets of poverty. See, before that prophecy, there's a development. And so Jesus came, and the John the Baptist, in a way they didn't think. John the Baptist was not dressed in nice robes, and he didn't go to the synagogue. He went to the wilderness. They had to get out of their comfort zone to hear something new. And God wants us to break out of things that we've had in the past. I listen to this podcast, this person. He wants you to sit before him and hear his word. It doesn't mean I don't listen to those things. It doesn't mean I'm not aware of what's going on. Friends, I know what's aware it's going on. But when you bring me stuff about the news and this, I have to answer what he's doing. This gospel will be preached. So what time is it? It's time for the church to arise. Every person, every child... 
It's not for a time for us to hunker down, get weapons, get our food. It's us time to share the gospel. And the gospel is good news. It is not bad news. Why is it good news? Because your past can be washed away. Your future can be different. We can hold hands with all tongues, all nations, all races here on earth. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? That's a now word. That's a now word. That's a now word. Your will. Teach us to pray. Because they wanted the political kingdom. They wanted Rome to fall. They wanted this. And Jesus saw far past that. He saw the millions of people. There was only 12 at first, but he saw millions of millions and millions of people. And friends, in you, there's thousands of people. Some are hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Some are you going to do podcasts. Everybody that you're going to touch, you carry. And when you carry, they got to be birthed. But they cannot be birthed through pain. They can be birthed through time. See, we want just the prophecy to happen. God has not called us just to be like the law and the prophets, to talk about it, talk about it talk about it we need days of John the Baptist where it is now from all thousands of years they talked about the Messiah thousands of years they prophesied about Israel thousands of years they prophesied about the kingdom Daniel said there's a kingdom coming that's eternal it'll never end that was a prophecy but then one day John the Baptist was in the wilderness repent and they came and were baptized we need that breakout today it's not for another day it is today last week was corporate last week was to the church this is to you because you must press in for you the kingdom of God is forcefully advanced and people are pressing into it. The kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and the passionate ones are laying hold to you. That's a, not a negative word, friend. That's a positive word. It doesn't matter about your past, your race, your gender, or color. God has things for you. He has a word for your life. So I'm going to read you a story about a woman with the issue of blood because she had to press through many obstacles to get to Jesus. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. We just read the scriptures. Let me tell you something. She was unclean. Leviticus law says she was unclean. Everywhere she sat was unclean. If someone came behind her, they were unclean. She was unclean for 12 years. There's certain places she couldn't go in the temple because she was unclean. Friend, you talk about quarantine, she was quarantined. 12 years, 12 years in a male-dominated society. Unclean, unclean, unclean. Tell me she didn't have to press through. Tell me she didn't have to push through some things. You are a woman. Just remain unclean. And she did everything she could in the natural to go to a doctor and tell she was unclean. First, there was a lot of shame in that. It wasn't just like she couldn't walk. She was unclean with an issue of blood. Unclean, unclean, unclean. So she was unclean to Leviticus law, 12 years, she spent all her money, all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew the worse. Sometimes we must come to the ends of ourselves. It's not your education that's going to bring your purpose. It's not your podcast listening that's going to bring your purpose. It's heaven. Heaven touches back. That's the name of the sermon. It's not just words. It's true. When we press into God, he touches back. Friends, that's not, a co- that's not corporate today. It's individual. It's individual for you because when you get desperate, that's why there's so many miracles in foreign countries. You don't think they went to doctors? You don't think they tried everything. But here in America, we think, oh, if I go to this doctor, if I go to that doctor. And I'm not against doctors, but so often we're so quick to think he has the answer. He has the answer. And God is the last option. And those countries, they come hungry. You know, I, I traveled with an evangelist for many years. He was actually a revivalist. He, he hated Sunday mornings. He hated Sunday mornings. He liked Friday nights, Saturday nights. Why? Because it's just people that just come for no reason. Heaven knows the difference between those that show up and those that are pressing in. Heaven knows the difference between those that just show up and those that are pressing in. I want you to picture yourself in that scene. And I want you to put your, even the men today, I want you to put yourself in that woman's shoes. I want you to picture her life. Because we say three or four sentences, you know, like Jesus died, three days later rose again. Friends, there was no three days to them. To them it was over. To them it was over. There was no three days. It was over. 
There was no book they could read and go, oh, Jesus. They didn't understand his words, and you don't understand the promises, and you don't understand the promises. But put yourself in her shoes. This, this sermon has been preached so many times, but I want to come up from a different angle because I, I really didn't listen to other people's preaching because I don't like being tainted with that. I'm just going to preach what I feel God has for us today, us, everybody in this room, us, everybody that's listening, us. Think, picture yourself 12 years not 12 weeks, not 12 days, not 12 minutes, 12 years, year after year, and she was none the better. She grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Him is italicized. That's actually not in the original. She didn't come behind him. There was a crowd. The Bible says she just came behind. Big difference. She couldn't even see him. Understand, he's going to heal the daughter of a synagogue's leader. Jesus touched the high and the low. We don't hate the high and we don't hate the low. We love all people. There's groups that want to hate those with money, those without, those with this, those without. Friend, everybody without Jesus needs him. doesn't matter. Jesus didn't have a problem going with the sin. He just, he didn't matter. The level of, it was a level of hunger that touched Jesus. So here's Jesus in the crowd. She's carrying with her 12 years of uncleanness. She's carrying her 12 years. She's not allowed to touch anybody. Unclean, 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 she needs to say. I need to let you know that I'm unclean. I cannot touch you. It's like people that wear masks, you know. Oh, do you have corona? Do you know corona? <laughs> to put yourself in her shoes. But the Bible says she heard about Jesus. It's not just words. She heard about the one that heals. She heard about the one that they prophesied. And that, now this is the Messiah, son of David. And inside her goes, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Man cannot help me. I'm at the end of what man can do. You're at the end of yourself. See, friends, heaven touches back. When we touch heaven today and you have that hunger and says, God, I need you to touch my life. I don't even know what area. It's more than a healing. Yes, some of us need healing, but it's more than a healing. It's about seeing your destiny and purpose and clarity. And when you touch heaven for that reason, heaven touches back. No power left Jesus from everybody else that was touching him. But the, hunger, the hungry one, the desperate one that says, if I just touch the hem of his garment, it's not sitting in church. It's the hunger within you. It's not just reading the word. It's God, I want to know you. Not just so I can know my purpose and destiny, so I can know you. In the Old Testament, they said the God who heals. They would give God names. The God who heals. The God that provides. He always provided. He always healed. What changed? They saw it. And he wants you to see him, who he really is. So we take all that revelation. We don't lose it. Yes, you're the God that heals. Yes, you're the God that, the, the, my righteousness. And all the Jewish names. And Jesus comes along and condenses all those names. And he says, Father, teach us to pray. And Jesus didn't say, you pray to my Father. He says, my father and your father. He said, our father. He is your father. You are his child. And because you're his child, you can go in. You can go into it. There's CEOs that children came in, and they said, when my child comes in, I stop everything. God's the same for you. So here's Jesus walking with a crowd of men, men, men. Obstacle number one, different gender. And God wants us to press through. The kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, and forceful ones push into it. It wasn't just the crowd she had to push through. She had to push through her past. Unclean, unclean, unclean. She had to push through with their stigma, your prejudices. God wants to touch you in ways you didn't know. It was a new way. Up until that time, you never touched this garment. It was healed. I was always through a word, always through a touch. It's something new. God wants to do something new to you. It's not enough just to watch the planes. God wants you to walk beyond them. It's not enough just to get the shoes and put them on a shelf. I hear you have to walk in them. God has things for you to break out. And it says she didn't come behind him. She became behind them because the crowd was so big. Behind. Some of you feel like you're behind. You're behind your time. 
time behind your thing. She didn't come in the front. You don't even have to see me. She didn't want anybody to know she's touching me. She had to come low. It was the hem of his garment. She came low. No one was going to see me, but Jesus did. Heaven always sees hunger. They were all touching Jesus, but one touched him. There's a difference. And he said, power left me, and he stopped. Power left me. Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? Heaven's looking. Heaven's looking. Heaven's looking, friends. I don't care what, how behind you think you are. I don't care what family you've came from. I don't care how you were orphaned or mom and dad. God says, come to me, daughter. And he, at the end, he said, daughter. Who touched me? And she came trembling, scared. Have you ever been so scared you've been trembling? She was scared. Why? Because she thought she was going to be uncovered, unclean. That's why she was scared, friends, trembling. And she came trembling. If I only touch his clothes, he doesn't need to speak to me. He doesn't even need to know I'm here. If I just touch his clothes. How many people have been around Christians or in church? God just touched me, not realizing he sees them. If I only touch his clothes, I should be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Immediately, let me put it in my words. Immediately, her uncleanness was clean. See, because when she's touching Jesus according to the law, she's unclean, and Jesus unclean is unclean according to the law. But because Jesus, she didn't make Jesus unclean, he made her clean. That's power. That's power. Scribes couldn't do it. Daniel couldn't do it. Joseph couldn't do it. Isaiah couldn't do it. Ezekiel couldn't do it. There's only one. They just talked about the Messiah coming. They talked about the one that can make you clean. Talk, talk, talk. Words, words, words. Prophecy. Until John, until up to then the prophets and the law, they just, they just prophesied. But then John shows up and he says, the king is here. The king is here. Because the king is here, his kingdom. And she says, if I just touch the hem of his garment. So she came low where they were. Behind him, no, behind. Him's italicized wasn't there, so she came. So picture it. You're the woman. 12 years of unclean. Male-dominated society. I'm not coming from the front. Came from behind. Didn't come from the side, from behind. Because as they're walking, they won't see me. Friends, heaven sees you. Heaven sees you. So she came, and she went pressed through. All the stigma, all the uncleanness. Physically in the crowd. Sometimes there's physical opposition. Why is the kingdom of God forcefully advancing? Because there's forces against it. Forces of your past, of generations, what mom didn't do, what dad said, what mantle was laid down, and all these things. And we carry generation to generation. So they came behind. So with God, you're never behind. You're never behind. He can, he can make all things level, all things equal. He's the redeemer. He took thousands of years of prophecies, over 300 references to him, over 50 prophecies, and he condensed it in three and a half years. He is the redeemer. He can take the years the locust has eaten, and he can bless him because he's the redeemer. It's not just a title. It's something he does. Healer, lamb of God. It's not just a title. It's what he does. It's, see, it's... It, there's, there's actions behind those words. See, we say Lamb of God. There's, he's the Lamb of God because he was the sacrifice. He's the King of kings because he is the King over all kings. He's the Lord of lords because he really is the Lord over all lords. Everybody's going to bow before him one day. So it's not just titles. There's actions and power behind those titles. And so when she came to touch the hem of his garden, she really didn't know the fullness of who Jesus was. And Jesus said, if I only touch, she said, if I only touch his clothes, I should be well, made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, say immediately. 
Heaven touches back. Immediately Jesus knows. He didn't say it at the house. He didn't say it at the end of the day talking to the disciples. He didn't, qu- he didn't talk to them. No, no, I want to know who touched me. Heaven wants to know who touched it. So when you touch heaven, heaven touches back. Immediately Jesus stopped and they said, who would be who touched you? We're pressing around. No, 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 boys, it's not about you. Somebody hungry, somebody desperate, somebody that says, oh, if I just touch him. God, somebody who said, I know you're real. Somebody that says, I don't even need to speak to me. You don't need to come into my house. I'm just a poorly woman. I'm going to come behind. No one's going to see me. I'm going to touch the hem of his garments because as Jesus walking his robe is flowing I'll just simply touch it he don't even know but immediately he stopped immediately heaven knows immediately heaven knows when you say I'm hungry God I want you I just don't want this media that media who said this who said this God I need a word from you I'm desperate for you I need you to touch me it's not this conference is my savior that conference is my savior this person says no we get fed so we can know him yes I go to conferences yes I listen to podcasts so I can get closer to him not closer to revelation not closer to a minister so I can get closer to him immediately Jesus stopped in the group of man and said who touched me immediately and gone out of him immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him let me tell you something about the kingdom of God God doesn't have to make a conscious decision to give or not to give it's already on him it was already on Jesus when the hungry and desperate come it's going to be released son so Jesus didn't have to say I choose to heal you no no heaven chose to heal her and he says power came out of me so you're touching me but no power is coming out of me you want to get close to me you want me to do certain things for you but no power is coming out of me. but some desperation drew power from me it just drew power to heal her and that power can do anything in your life some of you need power for clarity some of you need power for your future some of you need power for your marriage some I mean, you need power. Who to date? Not to date. That power can come out of heaven when you get to heaven's throne and says, God, I want to touch you because heaven always touches back. Heaven always touches back. Even in the Old Testament when he prophesied negative things over kings and they'd repent. Before the prophet even left the temple, he says, turn around and give him a good word. Because you humbled yourself, I'm going to reject that word. I'm going to pre- preach good over you. Heaven always touches back. Who touched my clothes. Clothes. Did not even his skin. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude all around you, and you say, who touched me? Like, what kind of question is that? Everybody's touching you, Jesus. No, multitudes are at church. Not everybody's touching me. Multitudes are at the conference. Not everybody's touching me. Multitudes are putting things on Facebook, like Jesus, like Jesus. Not everybody's touching me. Lots of people say, everybody's around me, Jesus. The conferences are full. What do you mean, who touched me? What do you mean? There's a church in Sugar Land that's touching heaven. There's a church in Sugar Land that's having a sound, and heaven always touches back. Friends, there's a harvest coming. It's quick. It's bigger than the Jesus movement. It's groups that you didn't even think. Groups, that, all these different types of sexual orientations are coming to Jesus, and some are going to watch. The kingdom is going to forcefully advance, but there's other who's going to be forcefully advancing with it. The kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and the passionate ones take hold of it. So heaven touches back. What do you mean who touched you, Jesus? There's a big old crowd. Pick one. No, no, no. My power knows. And I stopped. And she was shaking because I found out I'm unclean. Twelve years. And then she had to tell him the story. Unclean for 12 years. I should have told you I was unclean. So when I touched you, you have to be unclean. No, no, no. The power of Jesus makes your uncleanness clean. That's power. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Am I worthy to receive your touch? I'm healed. She knew she was healed. 
but I'm going to be in trouble for it. Friends, I don't care your race, your past, your gender. When I say I don't care, I care, but it doesn't affect your destiny. It doesn't make it less. Here's the thing about God's power. Because he gives a revelation or an encounter or a prophecy to one, he doesn't have any less power for the next one. We could all come hungry and be touched. See, man has that. Man only has so much time, so much money, so much knowledge, so much things. But heaven, if we all come hungry, he can touch everybody. That's why sometimes crusades and revivals, when they all come hungry, the atmosphere fills and everybody, and he comes down in revivals and he comes down in powerful ways because they all come hungry. It's not just one or two. It's not just three or four. And God's looking for his children to come hungry to him. And it's not just like, oh, I need a healing. Yes, you need a healing, but there's something past your healing. Yes, you know, when we first got saved and we, and we got our, our cleanliness, yes, it was clean. But then he says, daughter, see, he put her to another level. No longer was she was a woman with an issue of blood. Now she was daughter, and he changed her title. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Go in peace. So we get saved, and we think that's all. My past is sin. I'm washed away. Now I just got to just have a comfortable life. And then we get healing, and we get a prophecy. But there's another level, friends. There's another level besides just getting healed and just getting whole. He said, go in peace. It's the peace of God he wants you to walk in. See, it's not just one level or two levels or three. It's glory to glory. Yes, when you need a healing, you can press into him, and he can press back, and heaven can touch back. But don't stop there. Don't stop just when you get your healing. Don't stop when you get your prophecy. Don't stop when you get your business. Many people are desperate for finances, and then they press into God and they get something. Then they enter their promised land and they forget who gave it to them. They forget to still be hungry. God, now that you're blessing me with the finances, what do I do with the finances? Now that I have my healing, what country should I walk to? Now that, I, now that I'm at this level, God, from glory to glory, I don't want to stop. Daughter, your faith has made you well. No longer was she a woman with the issue of blood. Now she was daughter. Sons and daughters. If you're a son or daughter of God today, raise your hand. Just raise your hand and say, you must say, you may, you may have an affliction, you may have, but that's not who you are. You're his son. You're his daughter. And God, I thank you for a breakout today. Last week was corporate, God, but we need individual. We need individual. It's not enough for you just to watch the plane in the sky. God wants you on those planes. God wants you in those countries. Some of you, God's going to keep here to evangelist. God, I thank you for breaking out the evangelist like John the Baptist. He came from a different way. He wasn't in the synagogue. He didn't go through Bible college. He dressed different. He ate different. He looked different. Lord, I thank you for our differences, but I thank you for those differences are bringing your differences the king is here the kingdom of God changes everything the law and the prophets prophesied they talked about it they talked about it they talked about another wave but one day the wave really came one day they really got wet so Lord I thank you for a wave coming not just words on a page they prophesied they prophesied no God did it I thank you for doing those things that have been talked about long ago I thank you God no longer can we just sit on your words the law we don't need another prophet to come and just give words God we need a break out of your spirit we need you Jesus we need the John the Baptist to rise up and say the king is here. Come, repent, which means to change your mind. God, help us change our mind about our past. No longer are we unclean. No longer are we just a small church. No longer are we just, God, I thank you for a breakout. We won't always be healed. Some of you won't always be sitting in that seat. You'll be sitting in other nations. You won't just watch planes, hear about revival. You will be a part of it. Some of you will have mics and stages in other places. Even here, Lord, I thank you for street preachers. I thank you for love being with I thank you for the breakout out of the kingdom we're not suffering we're not under attack we're not just he just just giving you gifts if I, oh I just put the shoes on the shelf I never wore my shoes John I gave you those shoes to walk in so Lord I thank you for a release of new gifts today a stirring up for people to walk in their gifts 
to pray in Starbucks and restaurants. Open our eyes, God. The prophet asked you to open the open their eyes. Open our eyes to people's hunger, people's needs. I thank you for prophecy breaking out, God. Eh, eh, Sunday, no, no. I thank you for baptisms of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for breakout, 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 breakout. The kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, and passionate ones are taking hold of it. The law and the prophets prophesied and tell John, and tell John that season's over. But since John, since John, not since Daniel, not since Isaiah, not since Ezekiel, not since Moses, since John, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and forceful ones lay hold of it. God, we are forceful ones. We are laying hold of everything you've laid hold for. That's what the apostle Paul says. I will lay hold of everything Jesus laid hold of me for. Just words on a page. No reality in our life. Just words on a page. No reality in our life. You know, I got a word that says I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get a word that says I'm going to do that. Father, I thank you that we're not giving up. That when we come from behind, you can put us in front. Because at first she was behind and then she was in front of Jesus. So I thank you, I thank you, Lord, for putting us in front. She came behind the crowd and then Jesus put her in front of him. And he spoke to her and said, daughter. So Lord, I thank you today for putting us in front of you and changing our identity, changing our name, God. Changing who we are even as a church, God. Not that we need to be changed in a bad way, but Lord, I thank you for breaking us out in a bigger way, God. She went from unclean to daughter, behind to in front, behind to in front, behind. I'm just going to touch his clothes to in front where now I have a conversation with the king of kings and the lord of lords the blind man on the side of the road he had to push through they said be quiet be quiet quit yelling out and he said son of david have mercy on me son of david is a messianic term he was saying jesus i know who you are have mercy on me he couldn't even see jesus but he knew he was walking by lord i thank you for walking by today and we're not just going to touch your clothes we're going to touch heaven power went out from me so everybody that's hungry today everybody that's thirsty everybody that's once more you got to Thank you for touching them today. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead while trouble the teacher any further. It's too late. Some of you think it's too late even in your situation. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't, do not be afraid, only believe. So he healed one, and then he healed another, and they said, Jesus, this situation's past you. He was never, he's unlimited. His power is unlimited. His love is never ending. So, Father, I thank you for giving people in here spiritual dreams. I thank you for divine appointments. I thank you some of the people are going to look in the mirror and begin to prophesy over themselves. Lord, I thank you for the Bowmans. I thank you for their life. I thank you for their direction. I thank you for their wisdom. I thank you for a swirling of power around their life. I thank you for new clarity coming. And I'm not telling you what to do or where to go, but God, I thank you for speaking them to new things, new levels, new ways, new things, breaking out of the old, out of the room, out of the stones, out of the ways. This is the way it's always be. This is what we'll always do. I thank you for their children are blessed, God, from high above. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I'm not going to give you specific prophecies because we need to hear from God, friends. We need a word from him. Behind, behind, 12 years unclean. I'm just going to touch him.
my part's done today. So you guys want to do up there? But I want you to be aware and know the kingdom of God is forcibly advancing. And you can forcefully hold on to it. You can forcefully push in, press in every obstacle of your life. Her entire past she had to push through. The entire stigma of society she had to push through. It was no longer just words. The king was there. So, Lord, I thank you for no longer just words of, on prophecy, God, but I thank you for the reality of those things. I thank you for finances and business, and I thank you, Jesus, for political realms and children, people that can't have children. I thank you, Jesus, for purpose and destiny that raise their kids, not saying, what do you want to do? But, no, Lord, what do you have for my child? And they'll direct them in those ways. Be aware of a breaking out in your life. Friends, you are a part of that. In Jesus' name.